Welcome back to House of Bravo, your weekly Bravo recap with a cosmic twist. I'm Emma, an astrocartographer and human design reader. And I'm Tasha, an intuitive astrologer, also known as the agent of Pluto. Hello. Oh, happy. Well, I was going to say, we already did a live, right? Like, I saw you last Friday, LOL, but this week has felt very confusing. The past three weeks have been confusing for me, but now that we're in Mercury's, like, shadow period before it turns retrograde, um, yeah, it's just amped everything up. (laughs) I mean, this week started off with that full moon in Gemini and like here's the thing Mercury is squaring Neptune and that in of itself right is like a Mm -hmm. whole lot of fog and confusion um and that's really the energy that's like carrying through this week and as you said correctly Mercury has started to slow down and Mercury is already in this confusing aspect with Neptune so it's just a whole lot of miscommunication already starting to take place. Yes. And the square is happening in mutable signs. So it's just like adding even more confusion because things keep like shifting, especially between Mercury, the trickster, and Neptune, delusion, confusion. Um, yeah, nothing is as it seems. And I was telling Tasha earlier that like all these opportunities have been coming my way, but some of them seem a little sketch or like not quite right. So she advised me that um, things should start clearing up once Mercury just dips into Capricorn real quick. So let's take advantage of that for all of us who have been feeling a little lost. Yeah, Mercury moves into Capricorn tomorrow. So it's going to be a little bit of a vibe shift um mercury and sag is very like big dreams don't sweat the details adventure is out there optimistic Mercury cap is like kind of serious vibes and it's actually kind of a weird energy to go into it in the holiday season especially because venus will be moving into scorpio next monday so like the holiday season is gonna i think be a little more serious than i don't know at least for me i feel like i'm cutting down i'm being very intentional with like the parties i want to be at um even without realizing that both these were happening like one weekend, you know? Yeah. I've also, I've been reading a lot of articles that like not that much spending happened this year as compared to other years. And especially how millennials who have been spending, spending, spending are starting to like pull back and like pump the brakes on that. And I feel like that's also very um, Mercury and Capricorn, like, think about this like like is this something you really want to commit to or is it a frivolity which like everything this time of year is a frivolity <laughs> when you add um venus in scorpio even more so like what do i value um what is what's important especially with the state of the world right now like things yeah. aren't so light and airy and uh yeah let's just like shower each other with presents uh yeah i think it's a very astute comment um and you know i don't know i can't even remember lol mercury neptune if we've already mentioned that on top of this like confusing vibe we also with venus you know venus and scorpio coming through mercury and capricorn coming through um we also had this very interesting venus conjunct the south node so like just before venus is moving into scorpio venus in libra 
had a little kissy moment with the South Node in Libra. And what that brings about, making this feel even more Mercury retrograde is past lovers, flames in your life, old connections coming through, old karmic connections coming through. And so it was really interesting this week to see Alexis and John Jansen out and wag, you know, getting some tongues wagging. Venus and Libra also very much around, you know, gossip and things like that. And obviously Alexis was on the show and the South noted things from the past and these are past relationships. So there's a lot of symbolism there, but I'm curious about, I mean, I was very shocked. So I don't know how you felt about that. Yeah, I don't know about shocked, but my gut vibe is I kind of like this pairing if it is a pairing. I don't know. I might be here for it. Wow. Okay. I did not, I did not see that coming necessarily, but okay. I mean, obviously things are, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be the best moment for Shannon. Um, Right. Shannon's not going through a lot, obviously. lot and we heard this week too speaking of you know old relationships getting revisited Tamara confirming that the variety um party I think like last night even literally yesterday when Venus conjunct the south node that like her and Shannon had kind of a nasty Thanksgiving and there's been like some fallout um what do you make of that well yeah when I look at their sinistry and the transits as it, it it's like hitting them well the first thing my eyes go to is neptune which is sitting on shannon's um mars in pisces which is conjunct tamra's chiron in pisces so just like neptune can add some confusion mars aggravation to a wound like maybe maybe something happened between them especially with like shannon's drinking on hold with it being in in um pisces and again like that connection between spirit so possibly that but then also i mean to speak of chiron we've got chiron and the north node traveling through aries right now currently affecting shannon's mercury shannon's jupiter and tamra's uh Saturn. So all this to say, I could see some aggravating or like, um, you know, like moving people in the direction maybe that they're meant to be, maybe leaving relationships that no longer serve you, or maybe this isn't the right time for them. Interesting. So, I mean, I totally agree. First of all, Thanksgiving transits were pretty gnarly this year. You know, you had Mars Saturn squared, you had the Sun Saturn square, as you said, immutable signs. Like, normally this would be a really festive start to sag season but it was probably a little more chaotic and a little more argumentative frustrating uh words i would use with saturn you know and mars and the sun um yes all the transits were hitting all those placements i also wanted to note that the mars saturn square was activating a whole lot of tamra's virgo you know, her Venus in Virgo, for example, retrograde. Um, she was reconsidering values, friendship, you know, you bringing up like, oh, maybe lifestyles aren't necessarily compatible. Maybe, um, I don't know, people just naturally evolve into different people. At the end of the day, I've always felt that like Shannon and of the Tres Amigas, 
Shannon and Vicky had their own, like, even a little special thing, right? Relative to it really being a, oh my God, I can't even say it, tres amigas, tres amigas, tres amigas situation. Um, but I don't know. It, it is quite interesting. What I would say, too, is this Mars-Saturn square was also activating Shannon's natal Saturn. And again, you know, there are a lot of implications around a fairy tale uh, breaking or bursting. You know, Pisces, you're kind of in this like delusion or you're kind of in this narrative. And then now there's a new narrative. It's time to get real about circumstance. So, yeah, very interesting. And it's just I wasn't sure where the arguments were going to come from, but I guess it makes a lot of sense. It would involve someone high immutable, and that is Tamara. Yeah, well, and especially with that Mars-Saturn square, um, Shannon's going through her second Saturn return, so, like, even more so. Totally. And for those listening, if you have been an early fan and checked out our cosmic forecast from last year... We did kind of call out, you know, Shannon having some difficulties coming right up. Um, so we're getting ready uh, for next year's forecast. If there are any questions, if there are any people you want us to maybe, you know, oh, focus on, or if your intuition or spidey senses are kicking off, let us know. DM us. We'll post a question. Uh, we want to hear what you're interested in listening to for next year. So, yes. Definitely, definitely. But getting into this week's episode, mm-hmm. um, oh my God. loved this week of Beverly Hills. There's so, so much to talk about, I feel like. So I mean, also, first of all, you know how I love a good symbolism moment. Um, literally on this Venus on the South Node in Libra, you get this incredible, almost like a revisiting of a dinner from hell right from the dinner from hell and now it's like Kyle's in another personal hell and it's fantastic fantastic TV I'm like so hype honestly yeah and I love how she mentioned the Allison Dubois connection because she knew that connection would be made so it's like she wanted to take ownership of it and like I'm in on the joke guys and even though this is kind of exactly what's happening to my husband and I. I'm still not going to admit that she was right about it. Yeah, it's like, and here's the thing. I think Allison's always try to make the claim that, you know, it's not that I think he's like cheating on you or whatever. It's more like when at a certain point, you're going to have different interests and you're going to grow apart and there's going to be nothing to talk about. And I think it's fair to say. Yeah. That's at least how the optics make it seem yes absolutely what i did want to point out that this venus and south node conjunction actually was activating kyle's natal libra moon and also squaring her capricorn sun so this was a huge moment ultimately also and where this was happening in her chart is in her third house of um it's also like a third house of communication, how you've like how you are communicating to the world. And this is a pretty big statement, especially because we also get Morgan in this episode for the first time. So you get this emergence um, of someone, maybe karmic, someone that's a friend. Venus, you know, is friendship, relationships, things of that nature. But how, yeah, this dinner, I mean, what did you make of the sudden? I mean, this is a continuation of Sutton v. Kyle, but 
any takes any I'm curious about your thoughts well more so than the Kyle Sutton thing just the whole thing of Kyle like we know Kyle's a people pleaser right like she's a self-proclaimed people pleaser um and here she is like kind of like taking baby steps into her own but the fact that she's throwing this party as like a um you're getting upset at me because I'm not drinking so I'll like throw some other inebriating thing in the mix it just seemed like if you don't want to fucking do something, don't fucking do it, which actually Morgan did say. She's like, you don't have to do anything that you don't mm-hmm. want to do. Um, but yeah, it's like what I guess what I'm trying to say is it's interesting seeing Kyle making the change. And it's like when you make change in your life, it's not going to be a light switch like these things come in in baby steps. So it's like we see Kyle coming into her own. We've talked about um you know, the North Node and Chiron hitting her 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 Saturn um, right now and how this is kind of like in Aries, kind of a rebirth of her and what she wants and her direction. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting, like those baby steps <laughs> and then kind of pulling back into that people-pleasing behavior. So, okay, well, what I did think was interesting about the Kyle Sutton was from the bottom of my heart I'm like just so like flabbergasted by that whole conversation totally agree I feel one that I feel like a lot of bombs were dropped in I don't know in that conversation that first of all in that private conversation with Kyle and Sutton um yeah. you know and obviously last week or in the prior week Sutton was in denial about something going on and that she was fine and now we finally find out the reason why and it's because of this whole custody non-custody battle situation with her ex-husband who clearly still imposes a lot of control in her life even though they are not legally together and I think that's like a very it's very emblematic of that Jupiter Venus Scorpio in the 12th in her chart speaking of Venus moving in a Scorpio next week um and it just you know and also with her Pluto on her sun right there are all these hallmarks of control and sort of manipulation or behind the scenes and like the Plutonian signature the Scorpio signatures in Virgo also like you know about Again, yeah, very behind the scenes, very puppet mastering type of energy that is around her. Um, It was just very interesting to hear, for sure. What I thought actually was interesting was that when they brought it back to the table um, and then Garcelle just kind of like ripped it wide open. And I kind of was, I don't know, it's like, was that even Garcelle's thought or was she just sticking up for Sutton and not wanting it to be like everyone mm-hmm. Sutton as it always is I don't know and like I I know that Faye would stand up for um Kyle no matter what but I agree with Faye. so loyal lol I know like- and I love that for both of them but um I agreed with her it's like why are you doing that and I get they're on a reality tv show but if you truly think something is up in someone's marriage and a lot of you have been divorced or have been in situations where your husbands have done horrible things and you know what it feels like why are you poking this bear like Mm -hmm. that's what I didn't get (laughs) yeah 
and it's weird because obviously like Garcelle was stirring the pot, not stirring the pot, or I guess the pot was already out there and Garcelle <laughs> really making it clear, right? So very Sagittarius of Garcelle to be like, let me just make this abundantly clear so that we can all get on the same page about what we're talking about. And it's like funny that Kyle and, you know, she can share a joke with Kyle, right? When Kyle was like, where'd you get that necklace from? And she's like, Zara. And I, yeah. I'm like, Another great sad moment, like really diffusing the tension, but really trying to speak to an element of quote unquote truth. But again, as we all know, it's SAG. It is SAG season and it is this chaotic energy right now. Your truth and someone else's truth are two different things, but it doesn't give you the right to denote this as the fundamental truth of all truths. It is your truth. And that is it. Like, Right. And Garcelle also has her Mercury in Scorpio. So like she's going to go there. <laughs> she's going to go there. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I didn't like that. That's not the kind of drama I'm looking for. I want the, the Faye versus Camille kind of drama of, oh, you were in Playboy, weren't you? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was such a good moment. Thank you for bringing that back up. I mean, OG Beverly Hills was so great. And mm-hmm. I, you know what, Mercury retrograding Capricorn um, is coming up. I know I saw a post from uh, Kamal, like Poppy of Pop, you know, saying, oh, I would love it if Camille came back to Beverly Hills. I feel like she's just always bringing such very good Virgo and energy, right? Like perfectly funny, perfectly like just very meticulous with the word choices. Uh, yeah. And with this Capricorn energy, with you know, it's evocative of iconic institutions. Like, yeah, I, I could definitely see some housewives, some OGs coming back, including Vicky, especially since Taylor has been bumped off, as we found out this week. Wait, Vicky on Beverly Hills? No, no, no. On OC. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, no. On OC. Because Taylor <laughs> got bumped off. Right. And... Yeah. Also funny because Taylor, I think, is has her Mercury in Gemini and this full moon was activating it too. Mm, yeah. So like interesting animations. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. But of course this dinner was actually interesting too because this was our first um oh actually what I was gonna say, last thing I was gonna say about Sun before we move on to Anne Marie, our first look at this new housewife. Um when Sutton had pointed out about Kyle's ring. I was literally, and Garcelle was like, I just don't understand how she noticed this detail, how she like pieced this together, like da da da. And I'm like, yeah, that's so Virgo. Virgo can literally pull into a room and be like, something's different. And I know exactly what's different. And it's like the details and the fine tuning. And then on Pluto, they're picking up on the vibe too. Like, and then with Jupiter and Venus and Scorpio, like to me, there's a lot of Sutton's old fears and like she's trying to like pull it out and it's I don't know it's coming out a little nasty it's giving me Erica the way she was taunting Erica and not to say that whether Erica deserved to receive all that I'll defer I'll let that be public opinion but I do think it was interesting now knowing her you know energetics in her chart with Jupiter and Scorpio Venus and Scorpio in that 12th house how much of these reactions are a function of the her reality and her nightmares and her fears so 
Yeah, well, and taking it out on Kyle and Kyle's Mars is conjunct those placements of hers in Scorpio. It's like, I feel like the mere existence of Kyle right now is um, just aggravating her. Right now, too, like, Kyle's in a very interesting point in her life, right? Like, as we said, she had just come out of a sixth house year and, you know... If she were talking to an astrologer, it'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. You've like definitely switched up a lot of your rituals. You're definitely scrutinizing your flaws a little more. And you're going to be going through this really transformative period around your relationship. And, you know, it really depends on what you value. Do you value the commitment? Like what about the relationship? What about your needs need to be met in this relationship? It's a time to like restructure for her. And so to me, all these things, in fact, She's not drinking. Awesome. She's healthier. She's, I guess her diet is of concern or what have you. And she's working out too much. And it's just, just like, okay, maybe it's because you don't do any of those things and you feel badly about yourself, right? Like there's an element of that energy. I don't know. I can totally see why you want to just like, or not want to, but end up being really good friends with someone completely out of the blue, someone new that understands your new fresh perspective and more than whoever you've maybe surrounded yourself with historically. Yeah. And I, I like pulled up Kyle's human design chart the other day because um, just so much was happening this episode. Like, yes, with Morgan, with the tattoos, like her saying, you know, like, oh, I like I shouldn't overthink the tattoos I'm getting. And it's like, well, why not? Like, why? That's going to be on you for life. And I have tattoos um, and I even have a tattoo or actually multiple tattoos that mean nothing to me, but I thought about the design of them for a long time. So it's not that something has to have some deep meaning, but to just go in and pick something off a flash sheet just to get a tattoo on like a whim. I don't know. Like there is an element of bit of a midlife crisis, but what's interesting about Kyle, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying about, we're seeing like these baby steps towards, like mm-hmm. what I see as a more aligned, authentic version of Kyle. She has a very open chart. She only has two centers defined. So like defined centers are where we get consistent energy. Undefined centers are where we're taking in energy from the other people around them, learning from it, amplifying it, sometimes holding on to it in an unhealthy way. But she, these two centers she has defined are her identity center and her ego center. So it's like knowing who you are and knowing what you desire. And because these are the only two centers she has defined, it makes her an ego projector. And so basically what this means is that when she listens to her desires and goes after them, everything else is going to fall into place. So if she's finally doing the things that she wants to be doing and she feels in her heart that she's following her heart's desires, everything else in her life is going to kind of click into place because she's following her authority. And a lot of people say when they're experimenting with their human design and start to live more in alignment with their true energetics, weight just kind of comes off because you're shedding these Again, those open centers that you've been holding on to all this unhealthy energy that you've picked up from other people. um, It's literally like an energetic and a physical weight shedding off of you. So like, yes, she is working out a lot and she's not drinking and there's a whole lifestyle change, but there's something to be said about the energetic mechanics behind it as well. Yeah, I 
I think that makes a lot of sense. Personally, when I was going through my transformation from former life to current life, like I dropped, like a lot of people gained a bunch of weight in COVID. I like dropped a lot of weight and a lot of people were like, oh my God, what's wrong? Like you look so, like people were being kind or nice-ish, but there was always like, are mm, you okay there? Um, and I'm like, no, I honestly feel like, like, yeah, I was very depressed, but then it genuinely felt like I had to shed all that weight because I was carrying so much dead weight. So hear that echo that for sure um you know kyle the based on how you've described it kyle really is working towards her north node right her north node in aries this is a big nodal return for kyle as you and it's like energy you know it builds up it doesn't just happen overnight and so for this transformation to take place where she really embodies her north node and right now the north node is getting close to that saturn where she's making this big stand for herself where she's really coming into this more authoritative position or at least where she's getting more confident in this new sense of authority because she could have had a different sense of authority before and maybe that authority was gleaned from her family but now she's coming more into her own identity and herself not defined by family and choosing yeah. accordingly so i think it's like it is very interesting and i mean look like she has again mercury and aquarius on her descendant you know like mercury of course aquarius is literally the sign of friendship and like you can have like very very progressive friendships with people or people like friendships that people may not understand and so because at the end of the day you know aquarius still has that rulership by saturn and saturn can be a very impactful limiting restrictive force and for her her saturn is an aries again on her assertiveness like it probably it just yeah it must i can i can feel her rage i can feel her tension when people are just like not letting her just do her thing and be messy it's like ask all these questions let's talk about the gossip and i do think it's fair at the retreat she was she was open she did share thank you for saying that because People are, like, trying to hold her accountable. She fucking said it to all of you that things are not going well. So, again, why are you poking the bear? Like, mm -hmm. it makes no sense in this to me. And I don't know if it is or not, but it, this is when it seems like producers meddling. Like, mm -hmm. oh, keep poking about this. Keep talking about this. We're going to make this a storyline. Because, like, who would actually just normally do this when someone, one of your friends straight up says, it's been a difficult year for my husband and I. And then yeah. you're going to be like, oh, well, did he cheat on you? What's that ring? What's this? What's this? Like, what? I already told you shit's not going well. <laughs> like, why are you uh, trying to tear me down? Yeah, weird energy. I don't like it. I <laughs> mean, look, if it was someone that the producers could, um, not to say put up to, who naturally has energetics that would be predisposed to this type of level of interrogation it would be sudden right because again jupiter and venus in scorpio jupiter really magnifying scorpio is already very much about like i'm here to uncover the truth but what is truth what is fear totally different story again so yes natural interrogation specialists of the zodiac scorpio yeah and also um well, I mean, also, isn't that conjunction between Sutton and uh, Kyle in Scorpio? So Kyle's Mars, Sutton's Venus, Jupiter, isn't that in Kyle's fourth house? So for her to yeah. be prying into her family life in particular, um, oh my God. 
especially yeah. when Sutton herself is going through all that shit with her ex-husband. Totally makes sense. But also speaking of um, someone's energetics who would call things out, Anne-Marie, is that her name? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Being in Aries and being like, well, when I've got problems with my friends, I just lay it out on the table. Like she's got no idea what's going on, but she's clearly trying to get it to be said in that, in that, in that forum. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like, thank you. When this is why people need to just be more open with their birthdays, because if you Google Anne-Marie's birthday, it is October. It is Libra. So Thank you for saying your birthday is April 17th um, and that we know you're in Aries. And yeah, I really found that fascinating. Like, let me just try to in a bull shop interject myself in this conversation. And then let me also be so direct and blunt. Like she just embodied the very typical Aries way. And it's also it also makes sense that she, you know, is someone that takes working out and physical fitness very seriously. There's a lot of martial energy with Aries. And so it's not to say everyone who's an Aries is an athlete. It just means you have an excess amount of energy that physical activity is recommended to work off that extra fiery rage you know keep you calm a little bit um also i mean kyle has saturn aries right so again it's like working with her rage and channeling it so interesting yeah yeah i have friends who are um have aries placements who don't exercise and it comes out in wild ways like not necessarily Mm -hmm. anger but like that energy that that yeah, that fire needs to go somewhere with an Aries. It needs to be channeled. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So if we, you did some digging, you found a year for Anne Marie. So this is what we're working with. But um, she also has her Mercury is in opposition to Jupiter in um, Scorpio. So again, like that, that, that Mercury Scorpio kind of connection of cutting deep getting to the getting to the bottom of it just like that Aries Scorpio mixture is deadly and maybe not deadly it's like straight it's just gonna be straightforward which actually like that could be a great thing um just not at a dinner table <laughs> I mean we see later on eventually like I feel like Emery can throw down so you know it will be a matter of time before we see all of that but she also has Mercury and Taurus right so Aries sun, Mercury and Taurus, and they are actually out of sign conjunct. So it adds a different level of intrigue. Like the vibe that I got from the way she finessed or handled the situation was I'm coming in direct and hot, but I'm coming in with very practical and grounded advice. And we're going to cut through the bullshit. Like to me, that was just a actual combo of this energy um, that we see between the Jupiter and Mercury that you highlighted and how that's, you know, playing with her sun as well. Like, bam hello this is our introduction and it's very clear from the chart yeah absolutely she also has a a bunch of libra placements she's got mars saturn and pluto in libra so again like trying to keep the peace it's kind of like okay guys like let's just work it out say what you mean let's resolve it and move on Mm -hmm. absolutely i also think it's interesting as you know i've been talking about this venus and south noted libra um, topic for the whole episode but her Pluto's at 25 degrees Libra and so you know with the Pluto opposing the sun and for this 
to be her coming out moment onto Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. To me, it's very South Node over Pluto. You're coming out of the shadows. You're coming out of hiding. You're finally like exposing yourself. So pretty interesting. Yes. Well, interested to see what else she brings. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, But, oh my gosh. Okay. I got like, I'm switching gears to Miami because... You know how last week I was like, I feel like Adriana should get her mojito. Like she needs to be a main housewife. And I am still doubling down on that assertion this week, especially after what we saw. That was so heartbreaking. Like I had to take a pause as someone that lost her dad. Like I, I feel like I'm in a very good place with it, but that felt very visceral and guttural and it just really hit. Um, so give her her flowers bravo yeah yeah that scene was really interesting um yeah i know a bunch of people that are using ketamine right now for their depression Mm -hmm. um so yeah i just like hope all the best for her and it seemed i mean like to have a first session like that is actually not common from what i hear um it generally takes a few sessions to kind of get to that, like some of them call it the sweet spot space. But I mean, I think to me that just says like how ready she is to move past this and like how like she really wants to, as she said, kind of become herself again. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's pretty spiritual, like looking at the chart, you know, um, she has Neptune trining her Neptune in Scorpio, trining her Chiron in Pisces. So, you know, that immediate hit to the wound and letting go and faith and surrender, like those are really big themes. And Neptune in Scorpio, there's a lot of kind of conflicting energy, right? Because Neptune is here to really dissolve and Scorpio is here to hold on. And I mean, they're not here to hold on. Evolutionarily, they would like to let go. So in theory, the Neptune on Scorpio should be quite helpful, but sometimes it can really just not work out in the best way um with escapism and things like that in this case however i think you know you think of meditation you think of that openness and that flowing into her pain i can see her naturally taking to this for sure with that aspect of that trine she's also going to have her second saturn return so she's natally got saturn in pisces so interesting again that she's using psychedelics as a healing mechanism her chiron is natally conjunct that saturn so that's also interesting again like using it as a healing tool yeah and even just like sagittarian placements are generally kind of more open to different ways of doing things different ways of tapping into your to other parts of yourselves and other cultures yeah definitely open to exploring you know it is on the other side of gemini it's curious um what i find really interesting right the sag placements that you noted um her south node in sag also is in the fourth house of family you know and you think about her losing her brother you think about her losing her father which when they when she listed all the stuff that's happened to her in sequence over the last few years i was like that is so fucking brutal and like it makes sense you know Pluto was going I mean Pluto's been in Capricorn this whole time and she has Venus in Capricorn and I think she has a cap moon too right so that hitting her chart is really really intense and you know she's effectively being asked to move away from family and letting go of old narratives old trauma and 
I think this is a really lovely step, especially because they started filming Miami, I believe, in April. So like April to July is when this whole season was filmed. And that was right around when Saturn had just moved into Pisces, you know, and squaring her nodal axis. So, you know, she her Saturn returns officially going to happen next year. But she already started to feel this evolutionary shift. I want to maybe get a different perspective. I think maybe it's time to talk about this. Um, also, people, Neptune will be going direct next week, which is hilarious that we're talking about this. Not hilarious, you know, no coincidences and all that. <laughs> um, yeah, so things might start to, I mean, it's interesting that Neptune's going direct as Mercury is going retrograde. Mm-hmm. Yes. I haven't quite figured out what I make of it yet, but I'll keep. <laughs> yeah, the energetics that we're ending the year on are really odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it happened this year as well. Like the, like last year coming into this year, I feel like the energetics were not necessarily like what you think of as end of year vibes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because we had Mercury retrograde last year. And then this year, Mercury will station direct on Jan, like, first or second. So, like, really kick off the new year, right? So, it technically starts off with this retrograde. But good thing we don't believe in the Gregorian calendar anyway. Just kidding. Um, What I did want to say is, you know how it's funny that she keeps bringing up Alexia and Todd and, like, how there are marriage problems and things like that. And based on how the episode was going, it just seemed like there was a lot of miscommunication between what really happened, what the intention was. Alexia and Todd's versions apparently are different. Like, no one can get a full understanding. And I think Nicole said it best. Like, the truth, obviously, is somewhere in the middle. Alexia and Todd did get married during that Venus retrograde in Cap. Um from what I remember I don't remember like I can't remember the date specifically but you know Venus retrogrades as we have seen this past summer have been particularly brutal you know and not to say that Venus retrogrades are causes of breakups or causes of misunderstandings neither are we putting out that there are issues potentially what I'm just trying to say is that there it's just interesting that a retrograde you know, to mark their union. And now you see all this stuff about different opinions or different stories being told and all these like rumors. So there always just needs to be more of an impetus to be clear and direct with your communication and to make sure you're you know on the same page and not to assume the other just gets what you um, are thinking, essentially. Okay, so I just Googled it and they did get married during venus retrograde in capricorn so that retrograde period was from december 19th 2021 to january 29th 2022 Mm -hmm. Um, and they got married on december 21st i think literally the day (laughs) oh no sorry december 16th so three days before it went retrograde but it was in shadow Mm, yeah it's just interesting and then now as mercury is moving into capricorn we're getting glimpses of this because we didn't really hear about them last year, right? It was like still in their newlywed bliss. And now you're getting a little more of it, but it just happens to coincide with this Mercury retrograde as well. Um, that this happens to be broadcast now. So, mm-hmm. you know how I love a good coincidental timing moment. <laughs> um, but yes, switching gears, Potomac. <laughs> Can't forget about Potomac to start the week. Um what do you think of this NECA Wendy situation? 
I think it like came so out of left field. It's like it was this small thing that spiraled mm. and snowballed so quickly. And like, again, to like go back to what Nicole said, what's the truth here? Because I don't yeah. think, you know, like I can't really trust what either of them are saying, especially since Ashley started all of this. I don't know. What are your thoughts on? Well, it's not even just Ashley, right? Like, apparently it's moved into this whole thing about the mom and the shrine and how, like, I don't know, it's all of a sudden taken a very, like, witchy turn. Not to, like, give witches a bad name or anything, but, like, I don't know. It just feels weird to be fighting about, like, you know, the altar. And I understand, like, we... Like, I totally believe in it, too. Like, I am with Mia. Like, I'm not going to say anything negative in that way. But it just feels like, I don't know, very interesting. It's very Mercury-Neptune that this is coming up as this week is happening, by the way. But I just, I don't get it. I just, like, don't get why this is blown up into a thing. Clearly, I mean, clearly there's a cultural component that we're not going to understand. Nigerian. And we don't understand the traditions. But, like, all I can gather is, like, you're either on the side of Christ or you're on the side of darkness. And mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, but I, it's funny because if someone said your mom's a witch to me, like, it's again, it's just like cultural context, like that. Right. Would not, but I know for them, like, that's like saying your mom's a bitch, you know, yeah. or like, even worse, your mom's evil and does bad things. So it was yeah. interesting that she said that, but I don't know, as like, I'm not enjoying this. It seems again, manufactured. I feel like a lot, like a lot of, seeds like a lot of cities need rehauls we need some overhauling Mm -hmm. i need some potomac needs to be put on a shelf last season not good this season it's just like seems forced and like they're trying to make something happen yeah i mean i take that back what i said about uh karen a few episodes ago like i actually found her so funny this episode so yeah Mm -hmm. she reminds me why she's a grand dom and mrs pickles um but i thought it was so like Literally, by the end of the episode, I'm like, really? They're, we're getting, new, like, the husbands, right? We're getting into a fight over Facebook. But obviously, it comes from someplace. But then it's turned into a bigger thing. We're fighting about a Facebook unfollow. Like, it is just not hitting like that. It's ridiculous. And Wendy was doing too much, I thought, personally. I need someone to do a mashup of Wendy saying, oh, man, what was she saying? <laughs> it's a flop she kept saying it's a flop okay so i need a mashup of name them it's a flop name them it's name a flop. because the, the flop. two of them oh my god like put sutton and wendy in an argument together and you'll just want to shoot yourself in the head i feel like <laughs> i mean i think we have a glimpse of it because i mean obviously we have to boil down and look at the whole chart but neca happens to be a virgo sutton's a virgo and wendy's a gemini and in just very straightforward basic sinistry you therefore have a gemini virgo square and i mean it's interesting that they square right because they're both also ruled by mercury our beloved mercury that we have been talking about endlessly this episode as well but there can be confusion confrontations opportunities for challenges around word choice and perception and I feel like we're kind of seeing that take place like on a bigger scale right now, especially because Wendy's pretty um, theatrical. Mm. 
Yeah. NECA is too, though. NECA is a little theatrical, too. She came in very hot and has stayed that same temperature. She's definitely come in hot. I find her relationship with her husband interesting. I don't know her birthday. I just know that she is a Virgo. Um, Yeah, that that the way she talks to him next episode and like tells him to shut up or like however she shuts him down. It's tough, but I mean, he kind of does the same to her too when she's trying to butt in as he's having like his bing with Eddie and then basically like snaps at her. Like, mm-hmm. I just, and I think Karen or someone, the camera panned and it was one of those, ooh, interesting. So not like a red alarm bell just yet, but it is interesting to see both. And I mean, look, Virgos can't, I can get very snappy. I know that about myself. And like Mars and Venus and Virgo. And so there is an element of if you're not doing this the way I want things done then I'm gonna be really pissy or like depending on where you are in your vibration of Virgo right like you just are gonna be a little more assertive around wanting things to be done your way and being extra frustrated when they're not actually going to how you want things to go Hmm. yeah yeah I can see that um what did you think about Juan lighting a fire intentional or accidental i think accident Eh, no i think that maybe you know how sometimes when someone's angry but then they're like i'm fine it's cool and you think you're cool about it but then later you might accidentally like cut yourself when you're cooking or like accidentally like stub your toe because clearly that energy has not left your body yet and i kind of feel like that was that vibe that's kind of what I was getting. It's like the guys wanted this so badly to stop happening that even though maybe it wasn't conscious, like subconsciously, it's like, all right, like a fire will stop this. <laughs> yeah, I I think that is. <laughs> I mean, the timing of everything was really perfect, though. Like it really made for some really um, comedic, you know, like, like there was a pause. There was like a humor pause in the middle of it getting too serious or too next level I mean even Candace like when Wendy was like what god don't be mad because god spent less time on you because you worked overtime on me and like something about lunch and Candace is like not lunch like I'm out of here like I just thought that was like next level word like salad vomit you know from Wendy and I'm just like shut up (laughs) I'm tired of this yeah Wendy needs to go like this cast needs an overhaul I'm over it yeah I I agree I agree although I feel like you know with Salt Lake City they didn't do a major overhaul but I do feel like them bringing Monica on and Angie has really like shaken up dynamics a lot on the show um as we've seen, you know, Monica getting first chair, like that's a big, that's a big move. But oh, sad episode this week on Salt Lake. Yeah, Whitney. Mm, that was that was very sad. I mean, yeah, it really ugh. losing your best friend and then to simultaneously have to be dealing with bullshit like this. I mean, yeah. even we saw it with Meredith last season or the season before where she had a family member who was dealing with some health issues and like you're just not in the right place like this pettiness and bullshit isn't the atmosphere for something real and awful like that happening in your life 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I could not but notice the eclipse that went, that last eclipse in Scorpio this year took place back in May, was right on top of like her Venus in Scorpio in her fourth house. And, you know, ultimately, not to say that eclipses bring faded beginnings or endings and it's all doom and gloom and, you know, maybe eclipses need a better PR <laughs> rap, but this ultimately did signify a meaningful ending. And, you know, for Whitney, her Venus in Scorpio is in her fourth house and it's chosen family energy, especially knowing, you know, how she grew up and breaking out of the church and coming along for this journey, you know, she'd probably have a very select group of people around her supporting her. Um, So it was really, really hard to see. And, you know, it is very interesting because obviously like, we were dealing with some intense stuff in Miami. We're dealing with intense stuff here. I feel like it's, it's been a very intense season. Um, energetically speaking, like we're still working through a lot of stuff from the art, this most recent eclipse season, even. Um, interesting. I just noticed this Venus Libra conjunction situation with the South node is on her actual South node in mm. Libra. Yeah. So it's, opportunity to let go as well or like hopefully release um yeah yeah. well yeah what what was interesting to me I mean if we're gonna like take take it out of the like realness of the situation and back into the entertainment value of it Lisa's how Lisa handled Whitney versus how Whitney handled the situation I feel like is very Mm -hmm. um like emblematic of their placements Whitney has well she's a Leo rising like all in their emotions all in their feels Venus and Scorpio conjunct Pluto like loving deep loving hard as you pointed out in her fourth house of chosen like her chosen family this was her best friend yeah Jupiter and Pisces like just so and then on the other hand you have Lisa it's like super Sagittarian very about the facts like very Capricornian let's hold it together this isn't the place to talk about this like we've already discussed it you know that my condolences are with you I'm not going to bring this up in a deep way let's keep this light and airy Um, so you can see like both of them coming from their perspective Lisa has more well with like a sag like with sag energy and cap energy like maybe not the most warm like Mm -hmm. sag is warm you know but we're very like avoidant like we can't deal with real shit you know we're like let's put that shit in the corner um and everything will be fine everything will be fine so i can't imagine like the combo of energies being what whitney is seeking you know she's potentially seeking that taurian like hug Mm -hmm. right and that's what Schwartz gave her on Watch What Happens Live, which hilarious because I think Schwartz and her have like some weird energy. Not like I'm insinuating that they have a relationship or anything, not like that. But because she is a Libra and Schwartz is a Libra stellium, he fills up her third house in Libra. So like naturally, like they he opens up her communication. There's a lot of banter back and forth. So like that's really interesting synastry to watch. And that was what we saw on Watch What Happens Live this week. Yeah. Have you been watching Winter House, by the way? Um, I'm not totally caught up, but I have been watching. It's been yeah. interesting. I haven't kept up, but I think it'd be really awesome to do a Katie and Tom sinistry, potentially. If you mean there was... bloody? 
<laughs> bloody. That's yeah, a bloody sinistry. Um, when hey, I haven't, I haven't watched Vanderpump. Um, this is my first introduction to Schwartz, but like, I like him. I like so I don't know what happened in the past, and I'm sure he was a shithead, but I like what I see, even though it's a broken version of a man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. It's funny because this time on Watch What Happens Live, he was like, or Andy was like, you know, what did you learn from the last Watch What Happens? Because that was when he just couldn't keep his mouth shut and like spilled the beans on a lot of things timeline wise. And now you're getting a version of him that's definitely a lot less chaotic. It's more, but and like, I always find him quite charming, you know, on like, he's so Libra. He's so Libra. Like, there's so much Libra to the point where you're like, oh, you're literally charming. And that's why Katie Maloney is like borderline psychopathic. Like, yes, this is the Libra energy. It's like, you're so just goddamn charming. I cannot even process this. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, like, it's a very interesting mix. And all the people from Winter House have said how the vibes were so good. And I like that. And I like that it's doing well. And it shows that, like, you don't have to have everyone fighting and hating each other to have an enjoyable show. <laughs> but they did film their reunion earlier this week. And as we said many times over, this week's energy is messy with the capital M. And so I'm excited to see like what, you know, like how the reunion actually goes down. I actually have not kept up, as I said. So it'll be a really fun binge for me over the weekend or something. Um, but yeah, can't wait. But in any case, I think that about wraps up the episode for the week. So we just wanted to say we just got our Spotify wrapped, LOL, as everyone has. And oh my God, we're so touched by a lot of these numbers. And we're just so happy again and thankful, like a broken record. But so, so thankful that all y'all are here engaging with our content, talking to us, listening to us. Like, please never stop. I We love you all so much. Yes. And don't forget, we have... For the next, what, two weeks until the 13th, we have a special price on our joint offering. So that is a lovely reading from Tasha and myself covering astrology, human design. You can give us specific areas that you want us to look at. And it's a really nice pre-recording. You'll get it within 10 days. So perfect for yourself or for a gift during the holiday season. Um yes but in the meantime um make sure you <laughs> subscribe rate review give us five stars share us with all your friends and family um tis the season for sharing and caring yes and as always if you're looking for more bravo astrology content pop culture content during the week follow us along at the cosmic clubhouse where um You'll never, we'll never miss a beat. Well, actually, I say that, and then I miss like ten thousand beats. So again, thank you for all who point out when shit hits the fan or like someone's broken up because I could not do this without you. <laughs> it's a big. <laughs> yes. It is. <laughs> Bye.